Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. This is the Snark Factor. Good morning. My name is Fingers Malloy. Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. So you've got this virus, uh, the coronavirus. We're going to go with corona. I just want to say I don't like the way you said that. Mm-hmm. So oh. you've, you've got this virus. I would like everyone to know I do not have the virus. I am healthy. I'm a little stuffy today. Sarah, that. Sarah Smith is 99% virus free is what you're telling me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yes, yes, you do. We, we, the editorial, you, yes, the, the, the coronavirus. Yeah, the coronavirus, which, uh, listen, I've said for years that Corona spreads around a party like a virus and that's it needs, fair and it needs to be stamped out. Yeah. But, somebody needs to do something about Corona. Right. I'm glad that finally someone is stepping up to the plate. The World Health Organization is saying cor- enough Corona <laughs> and leave it to the Chinese. Yes. Well, and apparently this coronavirus. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, because my Ph.D. Uh, in medicine is strictly from watching old episodes of Quincy. Uh, you kids under the age of 50 ask Jeeves Quincy. Uh, so apparently this started, this virus, this coronavirus, Sarah, mm-hmm. it started in China from uh, people eating bats. Um, I th- even worse than that, it's mm-hmm. bat soup. Yes. Allegedly. Yeah. So the images that we're seeing are like bowls of broth just with a bat. Because when I first heard the phrase bat soup, my thought was like, I don't know if there's any like meat in a bat that you can use. Like what part of the bat goes into the soup? Right. How do you make how do you make the bat soup? Is it a broth? Is it a soup? And no, apparently it is a full bat in a bowl of soup. And here's the thing. You see the images. And I shared an image of bat soup the other day on my Twitter account. Uh, at Fingers Malloy is my handle there. And right. the bat is sitting in the soup. <laughs> looking up and smiling at you oh the teeth the teeth are showing oh gross these all have to be fake right these can't it can't actually be i mean i know that people eat things that i would not think were edible in other parts of the world i'm very aware of that like weird delicacies and stuff that's fine i don't understand this this has to be fake this can't possibly oh, be real. It's all too real, my friend. I, there, are, there's video out uh, of Ugh. people consuming bat soup. Ugh. And the weird thing is about bat soup: you eat it hour later, you feel like eating it again. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> Try the fish. So you've got this coronavirus, mm-hmm. and uh, people are panicking. Apparently, uh, from what I've seen statistically, it only has a three percent. Fatality rate if you get this virus? Oh, is that so? I haven't looked into it at all because I, that's how worried I am about it. Um, uh, really? So it's not like a, a, a um, death wish. And most people who get it from... Listen, death wish this, is the wrong thing. Is a death... The, the survival okay. rate. And let me make sure I've got my facts straight so people aren't uh, running around going, Oh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and try some bat soup now. <laughs> oh, it's only 3% chance that it'll kill me? I'm trying that bat soup. Oh, did I say 3%? I meant 34.5%. Okay, that's um, significantly higher. 
That is significantly higher. So if you, so it's a 34% uh, fatality rate if you contract, contract the virus. Is that right. what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. That's, um, that's a little worrisome. Yeah, that is a little, that's a little more worrisome. That's true. But also I'm not eating uh, soup with a, um, like the equivalent of eating bat soup in my brain is eating soup with like a rabid raccoon yes. sitting in it. Right. And who would want that? I just don't get it. I don't get it. I really, really, really don't. Well, I don't get a lot of things. Apparently there's a movement for, all of us to switch to eating insects instead of meat. And by 2050, I'm told by the internets that uh, our diet will have a significant amount of insects in it instead of beef and chicken and beef. I mean, I've always been told that insects are, what is it, high in protein? Yes. Is that what the... Yes. And I always just kind of assumed it was a joke. Like, nobody actually eats insects. Like, oh, they're high in protein. Like, ha-ha. People don't eat bugs, but people do eat bugs. And this doesn't surprise me. If that's what they're saying, that we're going to... That might happen because the the anti-meat, the anti-sustainable living people don't realize the importance of, like, harvesting animals and the importance of like beef broth and things, bone broth, like for the body, for the human body and our developments and our nutrition and our health. And they run around trying to get people to stop eating delicious, delicious meat. And they're going to be successful. And eventually, yeah, most of our diet will consist of bugs because you got to get that protein somewhere. Well, they're doing it with automobiles. You've, you don't say. You're getting younger people who don't care about cars and especially classic cars i saw a piece the other day where uh 15 classic cars uh there that used to uh, they would always either retain their value or increase in value their the their values are tanking because you don't have 20s 30s something people that means people in their 20s and 30s. Right, uh, of course. Who are interested in a muscle car from the 70s or the 60s. You know. Oh, that's interesting. So you're seeing it. There's this shifting attitude away from loving automobiles. Because America for decades has had a love affair with the automobile. Of course. And, but now younger people really don't care. I've got a, yeah. I got a 16-year-old who really doesn't care when she gets her driver's license. And this is a thing with younger people where when I was 16, the day I turned 16 years old, I was on my parents. Okay, time to go get my driver's license. Let's, exactly. let's do this. Exactly. Don't care anymore. Don't You're care about right. cars. So if they're able to, we're having the shifting attitude away from the love affair from automobiles. Well, maybe meet, it, meet is next. Oh, so sad. My, our, the future looks sounds so bleak right now. Yeah, we're all going to be Although, soylent green. Although silver lining, if the price of classic cars are tanking, I am totally going to buy some. So if this is right around the time that we're going to be buying the house next year, post wedding, or this year, it's 2020 now, isn't it? Wow. Yes. Happy 2020, everybody. <laughs> um, as we approach February in a matter of hours, I believe. Or is it February 1st Today's today? Today's February 1st. Is it? Yes. Oh, man, I need a calendar. Okay, so here we are oh, in February. February 2nd. I need a calendar. Oh, February 2nd. Oh, man. Super Bowl Sunday. It's very Ooh. exciting. You may have um, yourself it, some insects. Yes, exactly. Everybody's going to have their deep fried cockroaches for mm-hmm. Super Bowl mm-hmm. snacks. Um, but either way, we're buying. Car- I'm buying some classic cars. If they're tanking, I'll buy them because it'll go back up again. It'll become a thing again. 
Yeah. Well, I and it really too if you're going to get into that conversation, I feel bad for people who are in apartments who have roaches because the landlord can say oh, I'm just harvesting these things. <gasps> don't don't look at them as a pest. Ooh, it's a uh, amenity. <laughs> so now cockroach infested apartment buildings will be offered cockroaches as an amenity yeah for living there right oh man all you can eat cockroaches <laughs> just open up your vanity yes and you will have a abundant dinner oh wow what a what a world it's gonna be Whew. well so this coronavirus mm-hmm. uh and we were going to talk about the Kobe thing right off the bat, but we, we started talking about the coronavirus. But I want to get into Kobe in just a minute. Of course. But uh, there's a cruise ship, <laughs> Sarah, that uh, – and, of course, it's a carnival cruise ship. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but a cruise ship, they've locked down the the, the folks on the cruise ship, 7,000 people. Oh, God. Are are locked on board. They're not allowed to leave the boat. So listen, this is this is from our good friends at uh, Bloomberg dot com. By the way, later on in the broadcast, if we have time, we'll tell you on Bloomberg dot com where you can find how to greet a dog. Uh, but <laughs> the proper way to greet a dog, <laughs> Bloomberg dot com. Yeah, a, a cruise shift, a cruise ship, not shift. Shift. <laughs> a cruise ship. <laughs> owned by Carnival Corp, was blocked from leaving an Italian port with some 7,000 people on board after a passenger came down with symptoms that raised concerns about a possible case of coronavirus. Carnival's Italian unit, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, Costa, I don't know what that is, Spa. Cossier? Cossier? We'll go with that. Cossier, sure, let's go for it. Uh, said that a 54-year-old woman, oh, it's always the women, Sarah. They mm-hmm. ruin every Bronze. trip. She's making us late. Oh, I've got the flu. Oh, no. Everybody's waiting on you, lady. Oh, <laughs> uh, She's currently in isolation on board the Costa S- Smeralda. I love that one. Smer- I want to go on a cruise ship. No, not anymore. But up until now, I would have wanted to go on a cruise ship that was called the Costa Smeralda. It's fun to say, but now right. that, that dream is dead. Oh. So she, she's, she's the Costa Smeralda cruise ship. Uh, it's in port at, uh, boy, I can, uh, by, near Rome. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's in port near Rome. And so she is in isolation on the boat. Well, and the thing is, she's in isolation on the boat. Uh, and the preliminary medical reports indicate that the virus was not present. But it sounds like people aren't allowed to leave the ship. Wow. Wow. And I guess, I mean, it's a safety precaution. Fine, I get it. But like, who? Listen, I have. They are. They're stuck. 7,000 people are on. Oh, my God. As I have said for years, cruise, cruise ships are death ships. Two things happen when you're on the go on a cruise. You either catch the coronavirus, or you leave a casino at three o'clock in the morning, never to be seen again, and you fall air quotes overboard. Oh, that sounds terrible. Well, I will fully report back. I'm going on my first cruise in Ugh. May for the honeymoon, so we'll find out. I'll let you know Good what luck. I think. 
I've avoided cruises my whole life for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. I don't want dysentery. Thank no. you very much. No. I don't want dysentery at the on the ocean, and I appreciate the thought. And, you know, like yeah. Here's the other thing too. I don't want to have a boat dock on an island and them tell me, okay, it's eight o'clock in the morning. You be back by five, you crazy kids. That's your curfew. <laughs> Because this boat is out of here by six. It's like, mm-hmm. what? I, what's the what's the point? Oh, I get to spend, you know, ten hours on an island and then I gotta leave. Yeah, you go do stuff. Um, we're do, we're doing all sorts of excursions. Like we're doing a uh, catamaran sail in a glass bottomed boat, so you get to like watch everything from the glass bottomed boat, and you get to eat lobster and drink champagne on the ride back. Well, there's nothing like a honeymoon that includes a glass bottomed boat. <laughs> It's an excursion. So I so every single person except for you that I've said I'm going on a cruise to has said, Oh, a cruise is the best. This is the best time ever. No. So I am I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. That's how the, your your opinion about cruises is the one that I agree with. But I have also agreed because I am a wonderful wife to have this experience as for the honeymoon because I'm not like, you know, if I hate it, I hate it. Stuff happens. So I'm going. There you go. Well, uh, good luck to you. Bring Wish your own luck. food. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going on Celebrity Cruise. Well, okay. Not what, what is uh, a Celebrity Cruise? Is I mean, because they're real celebrities like Brad Pitt and uh, I. Yeah, it's and just Angela the name Jolie. of the cruise line. There's no celebrities on it. Oh. It's just the name of the cruise line. Uh, I thought you meant uh, hit the shore with celebrity special guest Pauly Shore. See that, what we did okay. there. Now that I would actually do. <laughs> I would totally go on that on that trip. Walk I on love the Pauly beach Shore. with the weasel. Yes, oh. the weasel. Uh, I just I just watched Son in Law the other day. Love <laughs> Pauly Shore. God, what were you doing? Community service. What is that? <laughs> I love that movie. Son-in-law is so good. And she goes, the little country girl goes out to LA and gets all weasel-fied and gets like, gets her hair done and a cool, oh my God, it's so fun. What a fun movie. And then he comes back and teaches all the country people like new updated line dancing. Oh, come on. There is some classic 90s film nostalgia in that, in that movie. I say watch it again. I say revisit it. I think I'd rather have the coronavirus, to be honest with you. <laughs> with a lime. <laughs> uh, switching gears. So sure. we had this tragic accident last week. We sure did. With Kobe Bryant on a helicopter. And, and my God, he's is with his daughter um, and I believe seven others who mm-hmm. it was there was heavy fog. It may take months before we find out exactly what happened. And we may never know all the details. But right. Apparently, it was very foggy, and uh, LAPD actually had their helicopters grounded that day because of the fog, uh, or the county, one of the two. I, you know, I don't have this, that part of the story in front of me, but it was so foggy, you had government helicopters right. grounded. Uh, so the, the news breaks, and the social media action was immediate and as as well it should have been people were shocked people were saddened and as the the news broke you, you found out just like with many of stories like this the first reports aren't accurate right uh, they thought that at one point rick fox who was a, a 
one time LA Laker, uh, they he was on the helicopter and then Rick's Rick Fox's people had to get out immediately and say, no, he's, he's still with us. And, uh, right. He's right here. <laughs> and an ABC reporter has been suspended. Yes. Because, uh, he initially reported that all of Kobe's daughters were on the helicopter. And that, yeah, yeah, so that turned out to be wrong. Of course, we know now that it was just his 13 year old daughter who was on the helicopter. And so I'm watching the reaction uh, for people on social media. And I was with um, April D Gregory and Tony Katz. We were doing the podcast that, that Tony does called eat, drink, smoke, which mm-hmm. you can find on Apple podcasts and our, where all fine podcasts are sold. Uh, she's a big basketball fan. So I'm surrounded by a few people who are, you know, big basketball fans, Kobe Bryant fans, and I'm seeing social media reaction of people are crying. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, and please do not do not misunderstand me and my words here, because I want to be very clear. It's tragedy. I'm mm-hmm. I, it, I I feel awful for not only Kobe Bryant's wife and uh, their kids and the entire Kobe Bryant family and his friends and all the the families uh, who were affected by this awful tragedy. The other passengers on this helicopter. But Sarah, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know Kobe Bryant personally. No, I didn't. So I, I the shedding of tears and uh, uh people walking around uh, the next day on social media talking about how they're they're like zombies and they don't mm-hmm. know what the what this tragedy was so terrible that mm-hmm. they just can't go about their day and I, I'm looking at this thinking okay, what I don't get it. I don't understand why there just seems to be a reaction, an initial reaction by some who want to make a tragedy that has nothing to do with them. They have to be a part of that tragedy and make it about them. Yes, that is definitely a thing. And I don't understand. I, was, was your day ruined? I mean, I I went about my day afterwards thinking, oh, that's and it was sad. Don't right, of course. Again, this is a terrible tragedy, and I feel right. I feel awful for right, everyone. Exactly. And it is very sad. And I think, and I think there are a lot of, um, I think Kobe Bryant, uh, in particular, um, because he was such. It, it's rare in celebrity of his level that you stay as. Um, engaged and participate like you participate as much in like the common man people as he did like this is a guy that was constantly um doing whether it was make a wish or something like he was constantly engaging with fans and people in a way that wasn't there no cameras no nothing he just would always make a point to like do that he was this it's a story of redemption i mean there's all his whole story all in together his retirement, his talent, his background, his the way he was raised, like the whole thing. I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of people were really looking forward to seeing what the next 40 or 50 years of his life were going to look like. Right. And I think when someone who is as impactful in so many places as Kobe Bryant is, dies so early, people feel like 
devastated at what isn't going to happen now. Because you even you talk about it now. People are like, oh, what would it be like? This is a bad example because I think it would be terrible. But um, what would it be like if John Lennon never died? What would it be like if Bob Marley never died? What would it be like if JFK never got shot? Like, what would it be? You know, so that was the, the last two were better examples. I saved it. And I think that that plays a big part in it because people feel that that that's how it's about them. Like this person's going to impact the world in so, so many ways. And now no one gets to experience like that's not going to happen yeah. anymore. And so much. But I his... also agree with you. We don't know the guy. This is not your your mother didn't die. Like, yeah. It sucks. It's sad. Um, you watch the videos of, you know, like Shaquille O'Neal saying, and you get a little teared up because he's there on ESPN crying because he feels bad that he hadn't talked to him in a couple months just because, you know, life is life and they just hadn't spoken, whatever. And so it all, and that's all real. But yeah, no, the, the debilitating mourning yeah. of celebrity I've never really understood like it, it is sad and you do have feelings about it but it shouldn't be debilitating if it's not somebody that you actually know and I could kind of understand it if you're in LA because he was Los Angeles oh yeah and it, you oh, but I'm sure the whole city had a weird vibe that day I'm yeah. sure the vibe the whole city was different that day it was like you know right I, I can understand that mm-hmm. but I People in Indiana, you know, not being able to go on with their day because Kobe Bryant was killed. I, I, just I would don't think get it would it. be all the more reason to go on with your day. Yes. Right. Like something like this happens. Somebody dies tragically at 41 years old who had nothing but like potential ahead of them. And a 13 year old. I don't know anything about the other people, but I do know and I did know that Kobe Bryant's middle child was an incredible basketball player. Yeah. It, you know, like, and I knew that he, I even saw an interview with him once where he was like, she's better than I, like, she's better than I was at her age. You know, she's going to be, you know, and that's sad. Like, that's the kind of thing that is really, but that should make you be like, I'm going to go do stuff today because right. you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when you're going to die. Right. So I'm not going to let this keep me in bed crying in the dark all day. I'm going to go do something. Right. And so much of his story is what the American dream is all about. Oh, totally. Especially, look, uh, people don't want to talk about what happened in Colorado with him being accused of rape. Um, sure. And that's understandable. And well, I, and also some people only want to talk about that. Right. And that's a uh, discussion, too, for another day. We need to bring up. <laughs> right. But uh, post that incident, uh, okay. it's a story of redemption and a story of someone who just worked harder than everyone else. Yep. And became one of the best basketball players in NBA history. And not yep. only that, inspired generations. Not just his, but people, you know, older than him, people younger than him. Right. To and it shows that hard work pays off. And he became this huge success story. And it's really that part of the story, that's what the American dream is all about. Working right. hard, trying to work harder than everyone else. And if you do, good things will happen. So I could see where people gravitate towards that message. But, un- you know, unfortunately, this, it's, it was cut too short. And I, right. and, and I don't even want to think about the, the 13 year old daughter. I mean, it just completely robbed of a, a bright future. Right. Uh, and it's, it's just awful. Uh, and with, you know, what else is awful? We have to take a break. That is awful. It's not as awful, but it is awful. 
We'll be back with more of the Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM, right after this. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and you're listening to the Snark Factor with Fingers Malloy, the future. Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. I'm Fingers Malloy. This is the Snark Factor. Welcome back. Follow me on Twitter at Fingers Malloy. Follow Sarah Smith on Twitter at Mama Swati. Sarah, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. It's very exciting. Do you have a rooting interest? Do you, do you, who are you rooting for? Um, I am rooting for the Chiefs. I got to tell you. I'm, you know, we're in Detroit Lions country here in Ann Arbor, and your mm-hmm. natural tendency, if you are a Lions fan, I believe, is you want to root for the NFC team to win. Uh, but I've got a lot of friends who are Kansas City Chiefs fans, mm-hmm. and they have been, while they've had much more success. Uh, in the Super Bowl era than the Detroit Lions, <laughs> they they haven't won a Super Bowl, right? And right. It, they haven't been to the Super Bowl since I believe what Super Bowl three. I think yeah, I believe that is the case. I saw something the other day that was like absurd, like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. these are long suffering fans, right? Right. Like, and like, you and you sympathize with that as a Detroit Lions fan, yes. <laughs> Very so, much so I. While I want to kind of root for the San Francisco 49ers because they are an NFC team, like I said, there's something about rooting for the hard luck fan base. I mean, how many more Super Bowls does the, the San Francisco fan base need? I mean, really. So, I mean, really. And I hate their colors. You, you don't like their color? They're not much different than the 49 or the, the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are like the Redskins. They're like gold and red. Uh-huh. 49ers do that that not gold I'm um, like they uh they the, get like uh, a bright red Yeah the but Chiefs. they're they're the 49ers gold is like actually looks like a bar of gold it isn't like that bright yellow gold color cuz of the 49ers Right exactly I don't like it yeah. I don't like that shade I no, like that sir. bright yellow like the merry gold is the color I'm looking for that bright letter, light But really I don't want either of them to win because I think the Ravens should have won well, there's that. Really, when it comes down to it. But I have a funny Super Bowl anecdote that is unrelated to any of our stories, but I j- literally just remembered it. So I'm in the D.C. area, and I was watching the local Fox 5 affiliate covering the Super Bowl in Miami. And her name's Angie, and it's Angie in Miami. And she was at an ice cream shop in uh, Little Havana that was selling an ice a pepper. No, it wasn't pepper flavored. It was like a spicy chocolate flavored ice cream uh-huh. that was called burn in he double hockey sticks fidel nice it was the name of the ice cream and she said it like three times on you like they they made a point to like point out this particular flavor a bunch of times and i was like that's awesome and there were a bunch of other weird flavors but this one oh god i just, i love to see that i love to see that like support of anti-commie soshi stuff right on just like the local news station. That's beautiful. She's like, and Bernie Fidel is delicious. So I'm going, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is, Angie. You get it. She was in like these flapper pants. I might go on my software and pull I it down. I have no idea what flapper pants are. Um, You know, flapper dress. No. 
from the 20s, from the roaring 20s. I'm sorry, from the last 20s, the 1920s, because we're in the 20s again, so I can't say the 20s. From the 1920s, I bet you that's why she was wearing them, because she's bringing it back. Oh. oh. I'm going to write her on Twitter. She might be my new favorite person. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> they are, so the flapper dress is what those, like, it's a little, like a shift dress, like down to your knees, but it's got like the, you don't know what a shift dress is either. No. Or, Who are you um, talking to? So it, it's like a regular dress like a straight dress okay i know what a straight has, dress is <laughs> it has those like fringes it has like the the rows of fringes on it so when they do the twisty thing if you could see me right now you would know exactly <laughs> what i was talking about because i'm like doing the move um it's it's so it's like the fringes that like flop back and forth when they go in like the different directions sorry you're you know you're getting married here in a couple of months are okay. your bridesmaids wearing flapper dresses because no nobody's the, in, nobody's in flapper although the dress my sister picked out has a little bit of like flapperness to it. No, no, nobody's in a flapper dress. My my girls are all real low key. Oh, good for you. Oh yeah. Will oh, there be I, any I, burn in hell Fidel ice cream? <laughs> um, uh, I if I could get it, there would be. There's going to be a popcorn vendor. That's oh, the closest my. I can get. I yeah, not to become a total Debbie Downer and make this all about me. Not not, uh-huh. your, not your wedding part, but like you know, we're we're heading to Super Bowl Sunday. Or, right. or, I mean, I mean the Super Bowl kickoff. Excuse me. I mean, we're matter of hours. Right. And uh, we are, of course. I want to get into favorite foods for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, so I'm doing the Atkins diet. Would you be able to eat Burnin H Fidel no. ice cream on Atkins? No? Okay. No. I'm not familiar. Atkins, I know Atkins is no bread. It's no carbs. It's very oh, low. It's, no it's, it's low carb. I, I don't want people tweeting me angrily at Fingers Malloy saying, you can eat carbs on Atkins. Yes, I understand right. that. Right. Okay. So it's low carbs. Yes. But okay. uh, I am staying away from almost all carbs. So I've eliminated bread. I've eliminated sugar. I'm uh-huh. eating basically meat and salads and low carb wraps and putting, uh, you know, instead of making a sandwich with bread, I'm making wraps out of it with low carb, you know, sure. wraps. And uh, I've been on it since it's two weeks now and I'm down 17 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but this really puts a damper on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Because uh, there are only certain things I can eat. Like, I can eat wings. Oh, so yeah. You can crush wings, dude. Eat wings all day. Yeah. So I may just buy a bunch of wings. Also, I'm going to get uh, a waffle maker this weekend. I've got friends that uh, who are doing keto that tell me you can make uh, waffles with uh, oatmeal flour oh. or almond flour. And like the almond flour has two grams of carbs in it. And, you know, it's essentially a batter for waffles or pancakes. It's flour and eggs and, you know, uh, baking powder. And so it's low carb. Well, you can also make keto pizza with that. Oh, so you could use the, the waffle as a base. Uh, for for that sort of stuff so oh yeah there's oh my gosh you get on youtube i made the mistake i i watch I, most of the tv i watch on my regular tv is just youtube mm-hmm. so i made the mistake of on a search i'm not even signed in on my tv uh putting in keto and atkins recipes and now everything pops up 
Oh yeah, the algorithm. The algorithm's gotcha. Yeah, it's gonna get you. Sure is. Uh, well, but that's good because you're gonna get a bunch of uh, new uh, recipe ideas, right? And it'll get you through the the hurdle, the initial, the inevitable. I haven't lost weight in two weeks. Hurdle. I give up. Right. When you just got to power through, and then it starts falling off again. Right. So I need a waffle iron too. So I'm gonna get a waffle iron this weekend. So that's it's a, fun. Oh yeah. So. Uh, Good times here, but but what you don't get to eat is seventy layer bean that's dip. That's where I was going. So <laughs> you've got the story in front of you. I, I sure do. I, I I just don't get this. Okay, so this is from our friends over at the New York Post. Um, oh well, they they start out the article, "Come and get it, you hogs." So you know you're in a good place here with them. Uh, Bush Beans knows who you are, and they've created a stomach churning seventy layer bean dip to prove it. In a deeply disturbing Super Bowl promotion, the producer of canned baked beans, pimento beans, red beans, kidney beans, black beans, chili flavored beans, 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 and of course, country style beans in a thick, rich sauce, wants you to know that you've got the most beans. Wow. So they have tapped Guinness World Records to officiate the award for largest layered dip, which of course... Which they, of course, won with their buzzworthy beans. The 70-layer dip weighed in at 1,087 pounds. Gross. Roughly the weight of 4,348 sticks of butter. I think that I feel like that was unnecessary. I feel like that was an unnecessary <laughs> comparison. Did you see that thing going around this past week? Um, the article out of Colorado, I think, that said uh, the headline was, Large boulder the size of small boulder yes. falls onto highway. Oh, that is my new favorite thing. Well, did you see too? If, since you're bringing it up, the woman who it was it was a I believe it was a tweet from the local police department there. Uh, she is now on Twitter saying uh, she created her own Twitter account, either that or she had it and she changed her bio. She's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, that was my tweet. I'm owning it. And so it's actually in her bio now. That oh, that's awesome! Author of the, the boulder yes. size of a large boulder size of a smaller boulder tweet. <laughs> and so what she meant to say was large boulder the size of a smaller car. And oh, for some reason, she, just yeah, no. I mean, in a hurry. When you're, right, right. Oh, that is too funny. And which, by the way, that tweet to me, symbolizes why we should never, ever have an edit button on Twitter. 100% agree. 100% agree. I am anti-edit button on Twitter. Because you see it pop up right away. If you have a spelling spelling mistake, you mm-hmm. see it within the 30 seconds. Just delete it. Yeah. Just delete it and resend it. Re, you know, copy, copy it real quick, delete it, paste it, fix the thing, and send it again. And you can if acknowledge, you, but I'll try this again. Exactly. To- totally. Exactly. Let me try that one more time. Right. You see it right away. It is, I would say, 99% of the time you catch it right away. And the one time that you're whatever looking back through your Twitter feed, which you really shouldn't in the first place because it's all narcissistic enough. You don't need to sit and read your own tweets after the fact, everybody. Just, But if you do and you see a mistake that from two days ago or whatever, it just you know suck it up. You're an imperfect it. human being. Right. Nobody's perfect, guys. So what? what's going to be consumed today at the Sarah Smith household? Would you have favorite uh, Super Bowl foods, snacks that you want to share with everyone? 
we're going to make a 540 pound bean dip in honor. <laughs> of, um, we actually have a four year old's birthday party to go to at noon today, um, and then are going to watch the Super Bowl possibly at my parents' house. But we also might totally be wiped out after the four year old's birthday party and just come home. Um, so I'm either eating pot roast at my parents' house. Or leftover buffalo chicken dip from the other day at my house. Okay. Can, may I just say? Yes. May I submit to you? Yes. And I apologize to the family of the four-year-old if they are listening because they're good friends of yours. Yeah. Well, they're family. It's, okay. uh, it's the soon-to-be sister-in-laws, the sister-in-law. So it's my soon-to-be nephews you're about to talk about here. So watch, watch what you say. I'm just kidding. Who in the hell plans a birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday? And why why aren't they evicted from the United States of America? Not deported, (laughs) evicted. I will will give you all the reasons because there are some. First of all, this has been acknowledged. It was acknowledged. I don't care. um, So first, the party was supposed to be last weekend. Uh Uh-huh. But the parent, like... It didn't work out. All three kids had the flu. Like, they had to postpone it a week. It's not a big party. Like, everybody from his class isn't invited. By a party, it's, like, us and the parents and her husband's parents. There's going to be, like, eight of us. Okay. And Nobody wants to go to this party. He does have a couple, like, neighborhood friends that they've invited and they're coming over. All of their friends are either Bills or Steelers fans. Nobody cares about this football game. Like the whole the people who are coming are like we don't even care about the Super Bowl this year because um everybody you know I just told you I'm a Lions fan no 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 I get it well but you have to watch every other team play the Super Bowl every year so right. you're like used to it right the Steelers fans are like I'm gonna play let's let's face it the Bills haven't exactly been lighting things up the last two decades either no they really haven't they really haven't but they had thought they they thought they had a chance this year which I thought was really funny because like obviously the Ravens were supposed to win the Super Bowl we just got it was robbed we were robbed robbed exactly say robbed we were robbed. Um, well, I'm just going to submit. This is, this is a, a postponed party. And sorry, we have to do it on Super Bowl, but it's got to get done. I'm just going to submit to you and to the rest of the listening audience out there that uh, these two individuals who are throwing this party are really history's greatest monsters. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Well, you can you meet them at the wedding. You'll meet them at the wedding and you can tell them all about how terrible they are. And they'll I, I, I just may do that. i'm clergy that day right exactly i'm my own personal clergy stop the wedding right in the middle and excuse me before we get to the vows let me say this we're the two people who threw you have to stop birthday you have to do it it under the context of um what's the thing that people say at weddings if anyone objects like speak now or forever hold your peace say that and then say i have something yeah actually i have an objection (laughs) This family she's about to marry into throws birthday parties on Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> which is so funny because they are like super into football. Like they are, they are way more. Their family is way more into football than my family is, and so like the fact that you're right, the fact that this is even happening is strange. But it just is what it is. Everybody's <sighs> party's over at two o'clock. You got plenty of time to go do Super Bowl stuff. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I just went on and on about how I didn't understand 
the whole Kobe thing and how people's days were ruined. Right. I, I understand it now. You put it all in perspective. You put it all into perspective now for me because my Super Bowl Sunday has been ruined knowing that you have to go to a birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday. It's better than having to go to the grocery store on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh gosh, have you ever done that before? I oh, sure have. It's terrible. I sure have. It's the worst. It is. And nothing you want is there because there's only a few things that people buy for Super Bowl and they're always sold out by the time you get there. Enjoy your natural light on Sunday. (laughs) Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of snacks, we have to get to the most important part of the 70-layer bean dip story. Okay. Which is? Are you ready for this? This is really, really important. It took the Bush's Beans Brigade, Brigade 227 hours to construct a cylindrical feeding tube of dip. Its composition breaks down thusly. Veggie dip, Cuban dip, caprese dip, loaded baked potato dip, buffalo dip, Mediterranean dip, fiesta dip, spicy dip, barbecue dip, and classic dip. 227 hours built went into building the 70-layer dip. Ugh. Here's the thing. I don't even understand seven-layer dip. I love seven-layer dip. Oh, you know, five-layer dip, okay. Oh, is that where you draw the line? Yeah. How are you going to get seven different flavors on one chip? It's impossible. And it, it's it's overkill. It's overkill. There should be, look, I'm there watching should be a, a video law. of them doing it right now, and it looks disgusting. Yeah. No, it's... it's that's ridiculous. Uh, you know what else is ridiculous is how much it's going to cost you to go to the Super Bowl. How much is it going to cost me to go to the Super Bowl? Well, it's an all-time record. Oh. According to our friends over at Fox News. Uh, with a highly anticipated clash between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs just days away, tickets to Super Bowl 54. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you believe this? No, I don't. 54 are selling uh, for record prices on the secondary market. The average resale price for tickets to Sunday's game at Hard Rock... I'm sorry. I got <laughs> I got startled because there was a pop-up ad. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you, gotta, you gotta hate that. The average resale price for tickets to Sunday's game at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami was... Are you ready for this? I don't know. $6,845. Stop it. That's a lie. Fake news. Fake news. There's no way. There's no way a human being would spend that much on one ticket. That's crazy. Now, listen. That is crazy. Now, can you answer for me? Can you tell me why this is a highly anticipated clash or the 49ers and Chiefs like a rivalry or something? No, I think basically. Well, look, Patrick Mahomes is a star. People want to see him in the Super Bowl. I think the price is being driven up because you have one fan base uh-huh. that hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. Yeah. Who they're like, oh, my gosh, my team is going to the Super Bowl. I have to go to the Super Bowl. By any means necessary. Right? Now, listen. If the Lions ever make it to the Super Bowl. Uh you take back everything you just said and no, spend I wouldn't every penny ever, that I wouldn't you have. go to the Super Bowl. If I'm going to spend <laughs> any money, I'm going to Vegas, baby. I'm watching the um, game in Vegas. I'm not watching the game in, in – oh, fly down a uh, – listen. I can't think of places on the planet 
many places on the planet that are worse than Miami. Agreed. I, Although you can have a uh, Miami airport, you can carry your booze around. Okay, well that's nice. That is very cool. I will grant you that. Right, but, but that's the airport. You have to leave the airport at uh, some point. If you are if you are not single in your twenties and beautiful, forget about my nothing about Miami is is good. It's it's awful. It's overpriced. Forget about going anywhere to have fun, especially if you're like a club person. Because, like Ooh. I said, you have to be young and beautiful and a big tipper, to even, especially if you're a dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a pretty woman in the in your 20s, you can just waltz right on in. But if you're a dude, you got to flash the doorman, you know, probably a $100 bill to get into a stupid club and just hear puts, 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 for two hours. And Sounds like an actual nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Like, I think I had a nightmare like that the other yeah. night. So Miami... Oh, Awful. Awful. Is the Super Bowl always in Miami? No. Oh. No, it was in Detroit one year. Was it? I don't know. Jeez, what is wrong with you, Sarah? I thought you were a football fan. I mean, if I watch the Super Bowl, I don't pay attention to, like, where they are. Oh. It was in Indianapolis one year. uh, Oh, that's cool. I lived down there, and it was uh, fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Because the downtown... It was in the 50s every day, it felt like, and, you know, the, the whole downtown area is roped off and it's like a carnival atmosphere, you know, just and people walking around with booze and it's all roped off and parties everywhere. It's fantastic. Oh, that sounds like um, fun. And Detroit did an excellent job hosting the Super Bowl. So yeah, it's it, they, what they do is they'll throw a bone to a city like a Northern city. If uh, they build a new stadium. So w- like one year, New York, there was a Super Bowl in New York because they, you know, they opened up their new stadium. And Minnesota, uh, I think, had a Super Bowl. Yeah, a year, maybe it was last year or two years so ago. So somebody gets a kickback is what you're telling me? Yeah. Like, it's like, you okay. can have the Super Bowl there if you uh, pay Jimmy to have his crew come out and build a stadium for you? Exactly. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. So, That's yeah. So, no, it, it, the, it rotates around. Okay. Makes, it makes its way around. All right. Well, okay. So now I know where you stand. Like, if the Lions go to the Super Bowl, oh, you are not going to empty your savings no. to fact, buy tickets. It's even expensive even to go to Vegas for the Super You know what? I may choose Atlantic City. Yeah, oh. totally. Oh, I'm sure tons of people go. I'm sure uh, tickets to Vegas around the Super Bowl are probably super expensive just to, like, get there, let right. alone hotel rooms and stuff. Right. I just want to watch it around. I, I, You know, I may just go to downtown Detroit and go to the casino there. <laughs> I want to well, be at a casino in a sports book. Well, especially as a Detroit Lions fan, if you guys went to the Super Bowl, you would definitely want to watch it in Detroit with all the, you know, I uh, we were filming a documentary on the bankruptcy of Detroit however many years ago, and I got to spend a day down by Ford Stadium interviewing Detroit people Fordfield. tailgating before the game. Mm-hmm. Because part of the film was the whole, like, yeah, the people who live here like love this city and care about the city and like want what's best for it and blah, blah, blah. And so we did all these man on the street interviews with people in all their like Detroit Lions gear. Right. And um, it was super fun. Everybody was great. It was a blast. Like if I if my team had that sort of thing, Ravens don't really have that. Our tailgating game is super weak. You can't tailgate in downtown Baltimore. You'll get shot and rats will eat your food. <laughs> it's just not a good scene. Um, but if I was a Detroit fan, and that's where I would watch the Super Bowl is downtown because you know there'd be like tons of watch uh, parties. And the, unfortunately, the tailgating vibe in downtown Detroit by Ford Field isn't what it used to be. 
uh, back when the Lions played at the Pontiac Silverdome. Uh, that was fantastic. Like you I said, trying to trying to tailgate downtown by yeah. you know their, their buildings. Uh, you know, Ford uh, the Pontiac Silverdome was just a. In the middle of, I won't say in the middle of nowhere, but there was residential areas around it. There was, it was one of the last stadiums you'll see where it was like there's a stadium and then parking all the way around the stadium. Oh, <laughs> you know? man. So they yeah. don't like that anymore. No, they really don't. And if, with that, we're out of time. Oh, it was a pleasure as always. Yes, it was. Remember, you can find the uh, Snark Factor on Facebook. Me specifically, facebook.com slash Fingers Radio. That's it for this week. She's Sarah. I'm Fingers. We'll be back next week with another Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM.